The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Megagoria. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. I received a letter today it makes me want to vomit. It makes me angry. Oh, we're not supposed to be angry? Jesus sometimes was angry. So this letter's going to be read to you. Dear friend of Medjugorje, Not living the Sabbath is a big deal, and if you do not change how you live this commandment, you will be cursed. 
I have read this latest bulletin on the Sabbath day and found it puzzling. The Pharisees condemned Jesus for working on the Sabbath. And are you condemning people who must do good work on the Sabbath, like policemen or firemen or doctors or nurses or pharmacists or soldiers? Jesus says that he has come to serve, not to be served. And what about folks who serve food, like cooks who provide food for hungry people and waitresses and waiters who serve? Perhaps these folks must work on the Sabbath in order to provide for their children or pay the rent. They are serving others as Jesus did on the Sabbath. The Jews were so strict about the Sabbath that they had to prepare food a day ahead and could not walk a certain distance and condemn Jesus for saying, take up thy pallet and walk to the healed man. Jesus also said that the Sabbath was made for man not for God, as God needs nothing. The Sabbath was a gift of rest for man, not something demanded by God. Keep holy the Sabbath day may include pulling your donkey out of the cistern, healing a fellow man as Jesus did, or serving people food or protecting or caring for mankind. Would you condemn these folks to hell? I'm sure Jesus would not. Jesus said, A new commandment I give to you. Love one another as I have loved you. Love covers many sins, and there are many ways of showing love and serving on the Sabbath. Be very careful how you judge people's actions, unless you walk in their shoes. Let Jesus decide who is keeping a holy Sabbath by laying down their lives for others. Priests work on the Sabbath also. Be very careful what you say when you are speaking for our Blessed Mother. This individual is no different from the Pharisee. They were wrong, and you're dead wrong. You take the position, neither cold or hot, it's a commandment. It's the third commandment. The first three commandments are about God. She wrote about it was for man and for his rest. The first three commandments concern God. The other seven concern with man. I reject everything you say. Obviously, I don't reject about the policeman have to work. The doctor has to go to the emergency. I didn't write anything against that. And I stand behind the book I wrote years ago, Christians are Destroying Christendom. That's the title. And that's what's happening. Our world is falling apart because of the Sabbath. It seems like not a big deal to go eat or go get gas or go to a movie on Sunday. I'm telling you it's wrong. You're paying people to work for you. Talking about waiters, or a waiter, they had to pay the rent. You got six days to do that. Your letter is justification to break a serious, very serious commandment. It doesn't seem like a big deal. The first step of everything happening, falling apart, is not honoring God on the Sabbath. I did not write in the book that you can't get your 
ox out of the well? In 2006, Pope Benedict, on Good Friday, he went to the Colosseum. I read the article the next day, and it hit me what he did. He went to each station and made a statement. At the third station, Pope Benedict said, quote, We have lost our sense of sin. Today, a slick campaign of propaganda is spreading an empty void of defense of evil. A senseless cult of Satan, a mindless desire of transgressions, a dishonest and frivolous freedom, exalting impressiveness, immorality, and selfishness. What is incredible at this is a statement contradicts this letter. How is it that he says this at the third station and what we're talking about, the third commandment? That's not by accident. A lady says, nothing's by chance. Benedict's statement perfectly killed most of the points of what this letter says. Our lady's here to protect us. She's told us to live the commandments. The only time Maria has heard Jesus as a baby was on Christmas when he said, live my commandments. Not to loot them, not then to make it adapted to your lifestyle and what you want to do. October 25th, 1993, Elise says, I love you and rest to protect you from every evil, but you do not desire it. And that's what's happening. I want to do what I want to on Sunday. It's not a big deal. And the book of James says, if you break one of the commandments, you broke off ten. In this message, our lady continues, she says, Dear children, I cannot help you if you do not live God's commandments. I stand strong. The Christian has thrown away that third commandment, and almost nobody is following it. But you know what? There's three monolithic religions, the Jewish religion, Christendom, and Muslim. They share the same commandments. The first ones and the third ones are doing that. We aren't. And that's why Christendom is in the decline across the whole world. There's recent statistics show this. Anybody with common sense understands what the Pharisees were saying about Jesus not healing somebody on the Sabbath or not walking too far, or as she said, a donkey out of the cistern. And then she says, would you condemn these folks to hell? No. But we're going to hell right now. This nation is going to hell. Why is it going? And I'm telling you, the first break... The falling of our culture is what we broke away. My wife's family live way in the country, and when we first got married, they didn't even go fishing on Sundays. It's an amazing thing when I heard that, because by then, Catholicism wouldn't do that. The Protestants was real reserved that day 
not even go fishing. Why did they have that belief so strong that that was wrong? You could say that's stupid, but you know what? The culture was good. Everybody was safe. There were no shootings and a hundred other things that we don't have today. She said, will you condemn these folks to hell? And then she says, I am sure Jesus would not. It's true. Jesus doesn't send anybody to hell. They send themselves to hell. And don't tell me our country is at the gates of hell right now. Priests work on the Sabbath. I know that. That's what they're supposed to do. You're putting me in that position as a Pharisee, and that's what you are. Be very careful for what you say when you're speaking for the Blessed Mother. I stand by every word, every letter I put in that book, and I reject your justification. And this is what's wrong with Christendom. You listening to this, if you got the book, Christians Destroying Christianity, if you don't have it, order it. We'll put a download so that you can have that. What I do say to you, lady, Revelation 3, 15, 17, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. And that's what's wrong with Christendom and people like you by denying the third commandment. When I read this letter this morning, my blood started boiling because it's people like you is destroying this nation and our future. The result of this is not keeping the Sabbath and it's turned into the most business day of commerce than any day of the week. I'm talking about entertainment, food, etc. Now we have the banks are crashing. The economy's bad and it's getting worse worldwide, everywhere. You're going to be losing things that you think you can hold on to. But we have an economic system that is dying. And I've been begging you to take your money out of the system. It is not of God. It's fragrant violations of Sunday. Every day we are researching and see what's happening. And I've been pleading to you to save what you got, preserve it, change your system, and how you do things. You cannot follow the culture from the Sunday, from the money, from the stock markets, the retirements, all these things you have to get out now and change the direction. In Exodus, it says, I will work such marvels as has never been wrought to any nation anywhere on, on earth, so that this people among whom you live may see how awe-inspiring are the deeds which I, the Lord, would do at your side. But you, on your part, 
must keep the commandments I am giving you today. So we're going to hear now more bad news of what's taking place now since you silver. Well, a friend of Medjugorje, you've always said that we don't have an economic problem, we have a morality problem, but that the morality problem is what really fruits out into the economic problem. And what's been going on the past two days is what many are calling bank failures part two. We had the beginning of the bank failures this year in March, and now we have round two beginning, uh, started on Monday evening with First Republic Bank. First Republic Bank was one of the big banks that was in trouble earlier in March, but they got a $30 billion infusion from 11 different banks that kept them afloat. But in the last three days, they have gone into what many in the market are calling a free fall. And I'll explain it like this. They, in the stock market world, big companies do what's called an earnings call when they get on the phone with investors and and traders and they talk about the strength of their business and what happened in one quarter of that business's operations. Well, First Republic Bank, in their earnings call on Monday, reported that they had about $100 billion in deposits leave their bank in the first quarter of this year. That $100 billion that left the bank was more than half of the money that they had in the bank at the end of 2022. Immediately following this earnings call, in which they basically reported really bad news, the stock price dropped just overnight and into the next morning by about 70%, from $16 a share down to $6 a share, which is a heavy, heavy market indicator that there's massive trouble. Normally during these earnings calls, the executives will hang on the line to field and answer questions from investors but they just closed the meeting and and refused to answer any questions, which means they're in trouble and they don't want to talk about it. So basically what people are saying in the market right now, analysts, is that First Republic Bank is done. And again, the question becomes, what happens to all these depositors that have money in the bank? What are we going to do now? Another bailout, like what happened in March? You can really only push push the system so far and do so many bailouts, or, or what begins to happen is everybody begins to lose confidence in the entire system, and people are going to start the nationwide run on banks. Many people may be thinking, though, that, well, if they just keep their money in a safe bank, like a big bank, a J.P. Morgan Chase or a Wells Fargo or something like that, that their money is going to be safe in the big banks. But many of you recall an article that we sent out a couple weeks ago in which we explained that no matter what at this point, Holding dollars is a lose-lose situation. Scenario one, you leave your money in the bank and it collapses and you lose your money that way. Scenario two, you leave your money in the bank and it doesn't collapse, but you can very well bet that you're going to lose almost all of your purchasing power through the ravages of inflation, which we in America have set ourselves up for, but this is an international worldwide phenomenon that inflation is going to be raging even worse worldwide. A few shows ago, we talked about Ernest Hemway. He had a character of one of his book, and the question was asked to him, the character, how did you go bankrupt? He said, gradually, then suddenly. So we see these banks going down like dominoes, and God's given us a grace to think, as the ladies talked about, 
to follow my messages so that it would go well for you. The writing is in the wall. We've had people tell us they were going to pay the penalties to get the retirements, and they don't get it. It's dragged out, and it's difficult, and some people aren't getting it. We've got a feedback from a listener in Australia. This is worldwide. You can't get your own money back. This woman is fighting to get her retirement. She gives us a feedback that you're going to listen to now. Dear friend of Medjugorje, I've been watching your posts that are trying to support us about the worthlessness coming for paper money and where it is held. Are you sure it is only a hundred times? I have reached preservation age and can apply for my superannuation annuity if I am retired. I have resigned from my job to access my retirement funds. I am hoping to pay off the mortgage for my house, which has raised garden beds. Concerning getting my retirement. Wow! You are totally correct about the system not wanting to let go. I still have not been approved access my retirement funds two weeks later. They advertised three days for the claim to be paid. My request was sent through the member protection team to check my identity after already submitting my passport details and birth certificate details ready for the claim. I was emailed seven days later with a request to send a certified copy of a photo ID along with the statements from the nominated bank account. A day later, a judge was to identify my driver's license to ensure that it was the same as the copied scan ready for submitting. I had to take a selfie photo holding said certified document. I have put in a complaint about this now becoming harassment, after which I then couldn't log into my account online. I have once again rung the Superfund and asked why my online account login not accessible. I am still waiting for my Superfund payout. I'm going to submit a complaint of this shabby treatment. It is really harassment by a big company on the small person. Thank you, friend of Medjugorje, for having the strength to survive all that you and your family and friends have been and still go through to support us. We are hearing from people that are trying to get their retirement, willing to pay their penalty and the taxes, and they're not getting it. They've had to get an attorney to get it. And still, they have problems. If you look at everybody's retirement, it's not there. The first people who are getting their money is going to go get it. You can do it gradually now. Later, suddenly, everybody's going to want the money. We want it now. We want it now. Just like 1929. And one day. And that's why I'm begging for you for your future, your family. People are waking up. Just in the last three weeks, we get a meeting stampede to Central Silver. So what's happened in the last three weeks? 
Well, that's a good way to describe it as a mini stampede. And um, because there are a lot of people flooding through the doors right now, and they are kind of trampling on top of each other. Um, But in the last four weeks, people have exchanged with Century Silver about $3 million for the Miraculous Metal Medjugorje round. And that's a really, really rapid pace, probably faster than we've ever seen in our history in, in 12 years. What we're talking about here, the money leaving the banks and people trying to get their money out of retirement accounts is exactly what people who are, quote, in the know are doing. And um, the example that you gave of this woman from Australia highlights a point. And what many people don't understand is that if you have money in the bank and you have money in, in a retirement account or a 401k, something like that, it is not your money. You think it's your money. It does not become your money until you have it in your hands under your own roof. And that doesn't mean cashing out and putting it in a bank account. You know, a phrase that you've used often, a friend of Medjugorje, and that we echo repeatedly is, if you don't physically hold it, then you don't own it. And that particularly refers to physical silver. Even just pulling your money out of a retirement account and keeping it in cash, so to speak, in your bank or even cash under your mattress You don't really own anything but paper. The only way to really take possession of your wealth is to put it into physical silver with the miraculous metal Medjugorje around. You can contact us at Century Silver Exchange by calling 877-936-7686. That's 877-936-7686. You need to share this type of information with as many people as possible. It's part evangelization of the messages, but part what a friend of Medjugorje has talked about repeatedly, that this is part of the physical implementation of Our Lady's messages into life and separating yourself from the Antichrist systems. We will provide free information on the Miraculous Metal Medjugorje rounds to anybody that you want us to. We can ship the materials directly to you for you to give out, or we can drop ship to whoever you ask us to if you provide address information. Century Silver Exchange is a for-profit subsidiary of Caritas of Birmingham. It bears its own expenses and pays income taxes on any earnings. If there are any earnings left over at year-end, it may make a dividend donation to Caritas to further its mission efforts. You don't have to send me a letter like this lady about the Sabbath. It's written on the wall. So I don't want to hear nothing about, why are we talking about silver? You shouldn't be mentioning silver with Our Lady. Really? You know what Our Lady did? You know what she did? You know what Joseph did? They took all their gold to Egypt and was able to live there. Isn't that interesting? If you want to ignore that, go ahead, because you will regret that. There's no time to waste. How does God deal with nations which have no spirit? One of the founding fathers of the United States, George Mason, said, As nations cannot be rewarded or punished in the next world, they must be in this. By an inevitable chain of causes and effects, providence punishes national sins by national calamities.
When we look at the events around us, are we perhaps blind to see what is so plainly before us? The continual stripping away of religious freedoms and the barrage of laws, regulations, and more laws, the oppressive structure to promote sin through new laws, and on and on. The scriptures so clearly show that when God's people turned away from Him, it resulted in the loss of freedom and liberty. For years, Our Lady from Medjugorje has told us, invited us, and encouraged us toward reconciling as a people, as well as individually, back to God. This July 4th will be special for our nation. Come to the field at Caritas, Alabama, July 1st through 5th. Join with thousands across the nation in praying for the resurrection and renewal of ourselves and our country. July 1st through 5th, a 4th of July in Alabama that will change your life and this nation. Go to medj.com for more details. Medj spelled M-E-J.com. Or call Caritas at 205-672-2000-USA. What you just heard, advertised, encourage everybody, every prayer group across the nation. It's one good thing we can do for Our Lady. And the whole theme of on this broadcast, from the letter to the declining of our nation to the economics and the time we're in can be described by one message our lady says on February 2nd, 2009. Do not lose time, children, because you are not its master. The clock is ticking. We are shouting for you to hear and to understand to make moves now. Come July 1st to the 5th and act on everything you just heard on this broadcast. We wish you a lady. We love you. Good night. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.